All right. Y'all going to have to listen to my voice today, not the speakers, okay? <coughs> Am I loud enough? Yep. Yeah. Let's go to the Lord. Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning. I ask that you just anoint this service this morning, Father. I've struggled with this all week. I've been up and down on this particular message today, Lord. But today it's very evident that this is what's needed. Thank you for your love. Let their ears be open and their eyes to see what's being said today. Father, lead us, guide us, directions as you'd have us to go. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. I know this is first Sunday. We got we got uh, communion to do. But we got some work to do first. Amen. We got some work to do in here today. Why don't you go to Romans chapter 10? I'm going to start the morning off with this. we got a lot of things the devil's doing in this church right now. He's trying to break us down. He's trying to break our spirits. He's moving in a way that we don't want him to move. Got Miss Brenda, Miss Harvey, Dale, Jacob, and Katie's little baby boy out there fighting for his life. we got a lot of stuff going on. The devil's trying to slow us down. Are we going to slow down? No. Are we going to stand firm on what we believe? Yes. Are we going to stand for what God is doing? Yes. We're not going to let the devil win, are we? No. no. Devil, get out of this church right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, we going to preach. Oh, she got me going. Y'all better look out. Y'all better look out now. Momentary setback here. Got Sam coming out the speakers too. Said that devil's trying to make sure you can't preach. The devil wants it. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Bring me down just a little bit. All right, is that better? <laughs> I'll probably blow some speakers today, so y'all just get ready for it. Amen. This morning, I, I just I, I woke up this morning and I went to the races last night. I did our ministry out there at the races. And it was just like the devil was trying to do everything to destroy that ministry out there too. He's trying to break down ministries across America today because he does not want the Word of God put out. Turn it down. Woo. It's hot. Or I am. Okay. Better? that better for y'all? Okay. The devil wants to break us down. He does not want us to get the truth out there. He does not want us to be understanding that time is getting short and that the world today needs God more than they've ever needed Him before. And it's time for us to stand up as Christians and say, no more, devil. No more, devil. We ain't doing this. I want you all in prayer this week. I want you to be in prayer for these sick people. I want you to be in prayer for the broken people in this church. But most of all, I want you to be in prayer for yourself. I want you to understand what God's got this morning. I don't know why Romans 10 was where He took me today, but ooh, y'all better hang on. I don't know if y'all proofread any of this yet or not, but it's going to be talking about some stuff that you may not want to hear. If you don't want to hear it, it probably applies to you. Listen to the cliff notes because it's there. Y'all ready to read? Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of our heart and our prayers to God is for you, you people of Israel, to be saved. Who to be saved? You, you people be saved. 
I'm not talking just to Israel. I'm talking to Wiley, Texas. Amen. I'm talking to Carrollton. I'm talking to Farmer's Branch. I'm talking to Levon. I'm talking to Josephine. I'm talking to Plano. I'm talking to the United States of America. It's time for the people to get saved. Amen. The devil is real. Hell is real. And we got a salvation coming. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal. Oh, what's that mean, guys? What does misdirected zeal for God mean? You got the knowledge. You got the right yo-yo, but you ain't playing with the string right. You're not playing with that string, and you're not walking the dog, and you're not doing the, the pendulum, you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing. You ain't using the talent that God gave you. God gave you a talent to be saved and to use His zeal and to use Him for all the power that we need to defeat Satan on every corner and every avenue that we travel on. Are you willing to use that tool? Yes, sir. In the right direction? Yes, sir. Then we better hang on, hadn't we? For they do not understand God's way of making people right with Himself. Refusing to accept God's ways. How many of y'all in this room refuse to accept all of God's ways this morning? Uh-huh. There's one right there that tells the truth. Everybody else is lying. Because we do, don't we? We have a tendency not to want to do it the way God said do it. We all do it, guys. I'm guilty of it too. Come on. I'm going to be honest. I'm guilty of not doing it the way God wants it done sometimes. They cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. I had a young girl in the church this week call me and wanted to know what the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is. Why should we? Why do we study the Old Testament and why do we study the New Testament and what's the difference in them? We'll break it down to you. The Old Testament is the way to death. Y'all hear me? The Old Testament is the way to death. Because through the Old Testament, there was no redemption. There was no salvation in the Old Testament. It pointed to Christ's coming. It told us what was going to take place. But if you live by the law, what's the Bible say? You die by the law. And you're judged by the law. If you want to live by the law, you better dot every I, cross every T, and make sure every common period is in the right place, or you're going to hell. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yes, you did. I'll say it louder. You live by the law, and you die by the law, you will go to hell by the law. There's only one way into heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Whoever shall call upon my name shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I am the truth, the light, and the way. You can't get to heaven without Christ. You can't do it. And how do we get Christ in our life? It's easier than all that. Ask Him. You invite Him into your life. And once you invite Him in, what do you do with Him? You entertain Him. You entertain Him. You feed Him. He, let, he feeds you. You grow together. You become one. The more you that disappears and the more Him that comes forward. He says to kill your old self. Mm. 
How many of y'all done that? How many of y'all cut your own self out and put him to the front foregrounds? Working on it. People of y'all didn't. Y'all can be preached to this morning. Did God's people stumble? Wait a minute, I went too far. Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in Him are made right with God. Do I need to read that again? Do I need to read that again? Let me read one more time. Christ has already accomplished the purpose of which the law was given. Why was the law given? To show us our sins. And to condemn us. As a result, all who believe in Him are made right with God. Amen. Who's made right with God? All who believe. All believe in who? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is as real as we are. He died on this cross for us. His Father sent Him that none should perish, that all should live. Who? All who believe. What about all that know Him? What about all that know of Him? What about all that says, okay, it's a possibility? It says, who all believe. What does believing in something mean? When you walked in this room this morning and you picked a chair, you picked a chair you wanted to sit in. Did you pick that chair up and examine the legs and look at the bottom of it? Look at the cushion in the back? What did you do? What did you do? You just sat down in it, didn't you? You had faith that it would hold you. Let me tell you something. Jesus does not need you to examine Him. He does not need you to check to see if He's okay. He doesn't need you to check if He's real. He just needs you to know that once you sit down in His lap, you're there forever. And that you are secured in His His presence. Amen. If you believe in Him as much as you believe in that chair, you're going to go to heaven. And if you can believe in that chair, why can't you believe in Christ? If you can trust something man made, why can't you trust something God made? Hmm. Somebody, somebody's getting this this morning, ain't they? Somebody's getting a word this morning. I don't know who it is, but somebody's getting it. You have got to understand this stuff. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all, to all of its commands. But faith, a way, but faith way of getting right with God. Do not say in your heart, who will go up in, into heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And do not say, who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again? In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. How close is it? Oh, it is on your lips and in your heart. Where is it? On your lips and in your heart. How can it be on your lips if it ain't in your heart? It's got to be in both places, don't it? You got to get it in here to get it up here. You got to get it in here to get it in here. And once you get it in here, it starts coming out here. It says, confess with your heart, with your mouth. What are you confessing? You're confessing your sins first. 
You're confessing that you need Jesus, and then you've got to start confessing Him as Lord. Amen. Who's Lord? Jesus. How do you get Him? Confess and believe. And who can do that? Everybody. Oh, JR, but you don't know what I've done in my life. You don't know where I've been. You don't know how bad I was. You don't know how you don't know how miserable life has been for me. Guess what? He knows. He knows and he don't care. What he cares about is what are you going to do with it? Are you going to wallow in your sorrow? Are you going to wallow in your brokenness? Are you going to wallow in your sin? Are you going to stand up and say, Jesus, I am a sinner. And I cannot do this on my own. I need you to come into my life, show me how to live, and forgive me of whatever I have done. And the Word tells me that once you do that, and you confess Him as Lord, that your sins are forgiven and washed away from you, as far as the east is from the west, and the, west, and the north is from the south, and that God doesn't even remember it anymore. Somebody better say Amen. Because if it wasn't for that, we'd all be in trouble, wouldn't we? You see, God is real, folks. Jesus is the answer. I, I, I love that billboard out on 35 and you're coming into Texas. It says, what's your question? God's the answer. He's got the answer. His answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Can you be saved today? Can you walk in the presence of God this afternoon? Yes, you can. And it don't matter who you are, where you've been, or what you've done. Oh my goodness. And that message is and that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be safe. Does it say you might be saved? No. Does it say you could be saved? No. It says you will be saved. Can you confess him today? Have you confessed him today? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Huh? Trick question. Have you told him that you believe today? Have you committed yourself to him? Have you turned your entire life over to him? Are you still trying to do it your way? Uh -huh. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people are picking their feet up right now. You know why? Because the truth is coming out. The truth is coming at you hard and heavy this morning. The truth is, if you try to depend on yourself to go to heaven, you're going to hell. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. A lot of preachers won't tell you this, but hell is real. Hell is as dark and gloomy and glammy and bad as everything in this Bible says it is. And without Christ in your life, 100%, without you dedicating your life to Him, you will join Him there. You will be in the gates of hell. Because there ain't but two ways to go. That's heaven or hell. And the only way into heaven is through Christ Jesus. Amen. If you don't accept Christ Jesus, then you're going to hell. I don't like that. I don't even like telling you that. But I have to. Because the truth of the matter is, I don't want none of you going to hell. I don't care how bad you smell, or how bad you talk, or how bad you live your life. I don't want you going to hell. I don't care how bad your stinking thinking affects your living. 
but your Bible-based love for Christ has got to come out. You got to kill that old self and get that new self in there. And believe me, guys, I grew up with stinking thinking. I thought alcohol and drugs and wild times and motorcycle riding and being a little rebel was the right way to live. I convinced myself of that. That all these Christian people out there telling me you got to go to heaven and you got to do this and you got to do y'all are full of it. I can do what I want to. Yeah, well, it didn't work. Because when I found myself with my head hanging over in the porcelain throne, begging for life to not leave me, and I had to turn my life over to Christ, I'm not going to tell you that it spontaneously changed. I wish I could. There's some folks in this room that immediately when they accepted Christ, their life went boop, and they changed. I'm hard-headed. Y'all don't believe that, do you? I am hard-headed. I had to be showed the hard way. I grew up in the school of hard knocks. Well, Christ can knock harder than anybody i ever seen. I've been hit by some big people. Been hit hard. But I ain't never been hit as hard by God by anybody as God hit me that night. And still hit me today sometimes. Because every once in a while I refer back to JR. Every once in a while I want to do it my way. And every time I try to do it my way, guess what happens? It falls, I fall on my face. It don't work without God. Don't work without Jesus' leadership. It don't work without the Holy Spirit leading me. Oh, we're going to leave off. Let's see. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by opening, declaring your faith that you are saved. Wait a minute. I got to get saved. I got to get saved first. And then I got to open it and declare it to people. Yes. Huh? You mean I got to go around telling people that I'm saved? Yeah. And I got to show people how I got that way? Yeah. Woo. What a harsh life. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They are the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. Who's God give blessings to? All that call on Him. What happens if we don't call on Him? You have not because you ask not. And don't everybody go running out here saying, J.R. said, whatever you ask from God, you're going to get. But I didn't say that. I said, you don't have it because you didn't ask for it. Now, just because you asked for it, does that mean you're going to get it? Depends on what you're asking for. I'm asking for clarity and proof and reproof, I'm going to get that. But I asked him for a big old $500,000 house on top of the hill with a Mercedes Benz and a jet ski and a jet boat and a pair of skis and all the stuff of the world that tells me what makes me rich. Am I going to get that just because I asked for it? No. I ain't got it yet. I can tell you that. I live in a two-bedroom frame house in Wiley, Texas. 
I ain't got no mansion on the hill here. But I'm going to tell you something. I've seen my mansion on the t where I'm going. You know where I saw it? Right here. Right here is where I saw my mansion. It says that He's going to prepare me a place in heaven. And when I get there, it's going to be mine. I'm going to be riding on gold wings. And I'm going to get there in a Honda Accord. So the book said they all they got to heaven on one accord. I don't know how in the world we're all going to get in that one accord, but it's going to be tight, but I'm going. And when I get there on that... When I get there, I'm going to be riding on that gold wing. I know that because he said I was. No, that, no, that's not true because uh, when you get there, Harley Davidson will be Saul already there. <laughs> I, all I can go by is what the Word says. I can only go by what the Word says. Elvis Presley and Harley Davidson have in common, right? A whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> And they both died at a very young age. <laughs> but how can they call Him to save them unless they believe in Him? How can you call on God if you don't believe in Him? How can you call on Christ if you don't believe in Him? How many of y'all believed in Him before you got saved? You believed in Him when, before you got saved? Okay. But how many of you are saved till you ask him in? I don't want of you. Took a while to get saved. Right? Takes a while, don't it? Yeah. I know this is going somewhere. I just don't know where. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Uh oh. There's that verse we've been looking for, isn't it? How can anybody know Christ unless somebody tells them? It just got quiet in here. It just got real quiet real quick. How is anybody going to know about him if somebody don't tell them about him? They won't. So, let's go on a little bit further here. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? Who sinned? Anybody in this room that has sinned to go talk to people about God, raise your hand. Everybody. There ought to be every hand in this room set up in the in the air right now. That is why the scriptures say, "I, I how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news." What good news are they bringing? Jesus. Christ died on the cross for your sins and was resurrected. And He raised, was raised from the dead and He's gone into heaven to prepare a place and He's coming back for whoever believes in Him. Is that good news? Amen. Better be good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Israel the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask how the people of Israel actually heard the message. How many of them actually heard the message? They all have. Hmm. They all have. He says, yes, they have. 
The message has gone throughout the earth and the world and all of the world. The message is out there. But I ask, did the people of Israel really understand? See, that's the question. Do you really understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, I, I will rouse your, yeah, your jealousy through people who are not even a nation. I will provoke your anger through the foolishness of the Gentiles. And later, Israel, Isaiah spoke boldly for God saying, I was bound by people who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But re regarding Israel, God said all day long, I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. How many of y'all in this room today are in the sound of my voice have heard the good news and how many of you have been rebellious about it how many of you didn't want to accept it how many of y'all out there right now that are still being rebellious about it you still don't want to hear the truth you don't want to hear the news that God gave his only begotten son that none should perish you don't want to be the, the one that says I need to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I need to invite Him into my heart. How many of y'all still living that way today? How many of you know that you know that God has sent His Son and God is, that Christ is real and that you need to be saved in order to get to heaven? How many of y'all really know that but are still rebelling against it and fighting it and trying to do it your way without turning your life over to God? Now, there's some heads knocking. There's some heads bopping in here. There's some thoughts going through your head right now, ain't there? When I read all this and I studied on it all week, my head was spinning. My mind has been wandering all week. I've seen the devil at his best. I've seen the devil trying to take away things that I love. I've seen the devil corrupt things that shouldn't have been corrupted. I've seen God, the devil, trying to take away God's blessing on people. But I'm going to tell you something this morning. My Savior does not quit. Amen. He does not give up. Now, once you belong to Him, He ain't going to let go of you just because the devil wants you. I still say my sea is bigger than any sea out there. Y'all know what I'm talking about? My Christ is bigger than any cancer. My Christ is bigger than any heartache. My Christ is bigger than any clogged arteries. My Christ is bigger than any cut off limb. My Christ is bigger than any illness or sickness or disease that you can come up with. My Christ can control and kill it and put it back in the pits of hell where it belongs. And all it takes is for us to stand up and be faithful and to trust Him and to know that He is the great I Am. He is the healer of all. He is the Son of God. He is at the Rose of Sharon. He is the Son of God. His mother and father are the people that have brought Him into this world. And they are relevant. He is very relevant. His healing power is there. All it takes is a touch. And that healing takes place right now in the name of Jesus. That cancer is gone. No more in His life. To be destroyed and beat down again, it's not going to happen. We refuse it in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. This child 
right here. She's got some mixed up things in her life, but she's fixing to come back to Jesus, aren't you? Amen. She's coming back with a vengeance. God's got her right now. In the name of Jesus, He's got her. Amen. Mr. Harvey and Brenda are sitting over there in Dallas right now. Miss Brenda's suffering. But it ends right now. Amen. She's going to be healed right now. Amen. That wound is going to start closing up. That drainage is going to stop. Mr. Harvey's heart's going to go back to the rhythm that it's supposed to be into. And they are going to start living their life again for Jesus. And that's in the name of Jesus right now. I'm praying for other people too. I'm praying for people to get saved. I'm praying for people to understand that God has something for you, brother. He's there to touch you right now with whatever's going on in your life. He wants you to live your life right now. He wants you to commit yourself to Him 100%. And stop playing the game. In Jesus' name. I want broken hearts healed right now. I want broken spirits to be mended right now. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. God's got a hold of me today and He's got something for me to do and I've got to do it. And you... You don't understand it. If you don't have it, you don't understand it. There are people in this room right now that their relationships are hurting. They're having bad relationships in their marriages. Those marriages are going to be healed right now. There's people in here with their families that are being destroyed by Satan's powers. I bind Satan right now in that power. And I get to trust them with God's grace and God's presence. That little baby sitting over in the EQ. He's going to be touched right now by Jesus. His mom and daddy are going to be touched by Jesus in this, in this place today. They're going to stop living for the world and start living for God. Amen. They know better. They've been taught. It's time. Boy, can you hit me with just a little soft, subtle music over there? I got some questions to ask this morning. I need answers to them. Are you in this room today? You don't know who Jesus is. You've never accepted Him as Lord and Savior. If you're in this room today and you don't know who He is, you haven't had that personal experience with Him, right now is the time for you to do it. No better for a time than right now. Right now is the time for you to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need grace. I need saving. I need you to touch my life. I need to change how I think. I need to stop living the way I want to live and live the way God called me to live. I want to turn my life around today. It doesn't hurt, folks. I promise you it's not the worst decision you'll ever make. But the worst decision you'll ever make is to leave here without doing it. Accepting Christ is the best thing you can do. Changing your life to fit what He called you to be is where it's at. I ain't calling people out to call them out. I'm calling people out as an example of what God can do. God can fix you today. He can change your life for 100%. He can take the hatred out of your heart. He can take the hurt out of your body. He can take the illnesses out. He can remove doubt, jealousy, anger, depression. All those things that accompany us every day of our lives. He can pull that out of you. But you've got to be humble. You want your relationships repaired? You want your families back together? Give your family to God. 
God don't make junk. God made me. And yes, I started out as the poop pot. But he has the ability to take that pot, squish it back down, and reform it to what he wants it to be because he is the creator. Yes, my life was trash. Yes, I was messed up. Yes, I was not the person God created me to be until I accepted him in Christ. And when I accepted Christ, he reformed that pot and he cleaned it up. And he made something beautiful out of it. And yes, I said I'm beautiful. If y'all don't agree with it, go talk to God. Because <laughs> he don't make junk. He don't make trash. He don't make broken people. He created each one of us in his image. What we did as men made us what we were. So I'm going to ask you today to bow your head and close your eyes. Now, we're not nearly through with this service because we got another thing to do this morning. But this is an important part of this service that needs to be done before we take communion. We're not taking communion this morning just as a, an act. We're going to do it for a right reason. If you're in this room and you don't know Jesus this morning, I want you to raise your hand and say, I need you. And I don't care if you come up a thousand times in the past. I don't care if you've done it 500 times trying to make everybody believe that you were there. Because what you make me believe is not important. It's what God knows. He knows your heart, folks. He knows your reason. If you ain't saved this morning, you know it. The Spirit's working on you right now. The Holy Spirit's talking to you right now. Won't you stick your hand up in here and say, I need Jesus. I need Christ in my life. Come on, Jacob. Put that baby down. Come on up here. Give that baby to Michael. He'll take it. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> oh, God. Come on up here, son. Come on up here, son. Believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning. Yes. Are you really accepting as Lord? Okay, I need you to say a prayer, okay? You repeat these words after I sing. It's got to come from here, though. If it's in here, it's not working. Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to save me. I ask you to save me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I commit myself to you. I commit myself to you. Serve you. To serve you. From now. From now. Through eternity. Through eternity. In God's name. In God's name. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You are my Lord and Savior. You are my Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Follow us back to the school as you can, okay? Man, will just stand up and say, I need Jesus this morning. Amen. I mean more y'all need him. How many more of y'all need him today? Touch your life. How many of y'all need him to fix your homes? Mend your marriages. Restore things the way he intended them to be. Don't you raise your hand if you need to pray this morning. Just raise your hand and say, Just say, God, I need you. I need you, God. Whatever the reason is in your heart right now that you need God, 
You know what it is. Just ask him. Would you sit right there and just say it? Just pray it to him. Just pray what you need. <coughs> you're out there in the sound of my voice. You can do the same thing where you're at. Whether you're on Twitter or whatever it is out there, Facebook, YouTube, Facebook, I don't know, Face Place, whatever. People out there just need the same thing these people in here need. Just pray the prayer with us. Just pray to God and ask Him to forgive whatever there is that needs to be forgiven. Make a commitment that you're going to turn your life around right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can I get my deacons to come and grab these trays and just pass this around real quick? I know the service is going a little bit long this morning, but y'all get over it, right? God, God's not in no big hurry, so y'all don't be in one. He waited on y'all for a long time. Some of you a lot longer than others. So just give us a minute to get this stuff passed out, and we'll go through the through our little service here this morning, and we'll get out of here maybe by twelve o'clock. Maybe. If we don't get out by twelve, we'll get out by twelve thirty. If we don't get out by 12.30, we might be here until 5 or 6 o'clock tonight. <laughs> huh? Jimmy ain't forgot Pastor. He, he don't ever forget Pastor. He tries. <laughs> I think he tries to forget me a lot. I love y'all. I love coming in here this morning when I left the house, I was pretty much defeated. I was broken down and I wasn't really in the mood to even be here. Five minutes in this house, I was pretty well broken up. I got a lot of bad news when I walked through the door, first thing. But God said, don't turn your back on what I gave you. That message I just preached, was a lot for me. It uplift me again. I know there's brokenness out there, and I know there's hurt people out there, but you know what? My God is stronger and bigger and better than all of them. Amen. He's got control of all of it. Our broken relationships, our hard hearts, everything. He's got it in his hands. We just got to trust him. So, I trust him literally. I give it all to him. Because my weakness, I can't deal with it. But in His strength, I can do anything. Through His strength, I can do anything. This place is getting big. It's taking a long time to get these sacraments out now. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Folks are. I like the fact that somebody actually poured it through and another wine is not a free party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't do free. We don't do prefab around here. <laughs> Do what? Really? Really?
really? Yeah, what, did you get yours back there? Got it, okay. Shelby, did you get yours? Okay. I tell you what, guys. How many of y'all have really enjoyed this morning service? Amen. How many of y'all want to enjoy the night service? Amen. Let's do that again. How many of y'all want to enjoy the night service? Amen. One more time. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Who all wants to enjoy tonight's service? Amen. Okay, it's getting a little better, but. <laughs> Quit yelling, Tracy. Nobody needs to hear you yelling. All right, everybody listen up. We're going to do this right now. Y'all ready? Yes, sir. Okay, Christ on the night before he was. To be hung on the cross, called the disciples together, told them to go into the upper room. That he wanted to have one more Passover meal with them. After they ate the meal of all the herbs and the spices and all the things that they had to do, when the meal was finished, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said to his disciples, This is my body that I will be given for you. It will be broken. And he took and broke the bread. And he prayed over the bread like this. He said, Dear Heavenly Father, this represents my body that I will give for their iniquities and their sicknesses. Father, take this and eat of it. He started the covenant that way. And after he finished that, he picked up the cup. And he said, this cup represents the blood that I will shed to wash away their sins. I'll tell you something this morning. You can be sprinkled, you can be sprayed, you can be dipped, you can be dunked, you can be held down till you quit bubbling. Water will not save you. What saves you is the blood of Christ. Amen. The blood that Christ shed is what saved us. And he said, Father, take this blood as a symbol of the covenant between us. And he said, take a drink. And he told the disciples to do this and do it often. Can I tell you something this morning? That little cup and that little cracker can be done at your house every day of your life. You need to take on the body of Christ every day. You need to be rewashed under the blood every day. And how do we do that at home? Do we literally take a piece of bread and a cup of little grape juice and drink it? No. We pray over it. We ask Christ into our lives. I had a friend of mine on Facebook here a while back. He wrote on there that prayer was the most important thing a believer could do. I don't know that I agree with that. But it's in the top five. It's in the top five. Actually, it's in the top two. The first thing that every believer is responsible for is to shed, spread the Word of God. Amen. I'm going to tell you all a secret. I talked about this Friday night. A little bit. You can sit inside this room and pray for a thousand people. You can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and never go talk to them and never tell them what Jesus had for them. Never do anything except pray. And out of that thousand, 
How many of you will get saved? None. Maybe one. Maybe one. But if you get out by these chairs and you walk out that door and you talk to a thousand people, and you tell them what Jesus did for you, you tell them what Jesus did on the cross, you tell them that He was born on this earth from the virgin, He lived on this earth performing miracles, He was placed on the cross and died on that cross for your sins, was put in a grave and was resurrected on the third day, and He walked on this earth another 40 days, and He ascended into heaven with a promise that He was coming back. That's what gets people saved. Amen. Tell them the good news. That's what the Bible says. Amen. And what's the good news? He is coming back. The good news is Christ died for me and He's coming back for me. That's the good news. God bless you. God keep you safe. Keep you humble. And most of all, bring you back here. I was kidding a while ago about Sunday night. But Sunday night services here are just as good as Sunday morning services are. If you don't believe it, go watch it on YouTube. YouTube's got it, people. They put it out there. People getting saved from it. There's been people coming to this church because of it. I'm proud of that new ministry we have out there. Amen. Amen. What I'm really proud of is people in this church that are getting out there and doing what they need to do. Amen. Kathy, can you come here a minute? Let me put you on the spot a little bit. Kathy and Tony has been working with a young couple in our church for a good while now. She came to me the other day and she asked me a, a favor. This couple has gone through probably one of the worst tragedies a man and woman can go through. But they depended on God. Amen. They reached out to their deacon and deacon's wife. And I'll tell you something, deacons. Your wives are just as important in your service as you are. And through Tony and Kathy, this couple has really made a turnaround, I think. Their baby's making a turnaround this morning. I, she got off the CPAC this morning, which is amazing. He. He. Okay. <laughs> I didn't find out about this until like, what, two no, days I ago? Knew. The only three I people know. that knew were Kathy, April, and my sister. Okay. But anyway, this couple has been through hell and back. And the baby's fine now. On our way to recovery. Yes. He is three he. pounds, four ounces, and he's coming off the CPAP machine today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and y'all saw what God does with, with those circumstances, didn't you? Remind. Daddy gave his life to Christ this morning because he knows Amen. that it's that way. And I believe that it still take. Yeah. Yes, sir. But there's some tragedy in this too. Because of the sicknesses and the illnesses and things that's been going on. And as you see, they had their hands full already. <laughs> Daddy had to take some time off work. Leave without pay. And they've had some struggles. And Kathy and Tony asked me if there was any way the church could help them. They've lost their... Don't mind me sharing. Go for it. Go for it. They've lost their cars through... Through a blessing from God, they got one of them back. Am I correct? Yes. So they have got transportation back. But they, they have been suffering. And like she said, they've been suffering in silence because they hadn't told anybody. No. Which is... A, well, aside from me. Huh? Aside from me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you everything. That well, and then the people that they told are very good people too because they didn't tell me. Ah, so, anyway... 
This morning, Kathy asked me if there was any way that we might be able to take up a little offering to help them out a little bit this week. So, Barbara's going to play a song that she wants to play, but she's going to play one for me right, right now, just kind of play an offertory type song. And let's pick up what we can for them. Y'all support them in whatever way God leads you to. Kathy, thank you and Tony for what y'all do. Just love y'all. Mark, no, not that stand over on people. Give him a headache. Huh? Just anything. I'll fly away. Oh, I'm just playing. I'm not playing words. Okay. Well, here in a minute, you won't have to. This, right, it's almost done. It's almost done. Just hold off on that. Go ahead and get your steed up, what you want to do. Okay. Huh? She's like, make up my mom. Hey, don't give me hard times. I'll sit and chill Is that the one you wanted to play? This ain't no house of the blues. It's right. a house of good news It ain't no place to break down It's a place to break through This ain't no place for doubt It's a place to sing and shout So get out and your feet See what God can do This ain't no house of the blues Lay your burden down they drink the music loud Get about your hurt And let's have some church Cause when the praise goes up The glory will come down Forget about the fears And dry your tears God's gonna turn it around This ain't no house of the blues it's a house of good news Woo! It ain't no place to break down It's a place to break through This ain't no place for doubt It's a place to sing and shout Hey y'all So get out of your pew See what God can do This ain't no house of the blues Thank you. 
no place to break down. It's a place to break through. This ain't no place for down. It's a place to sing and shout. Take it out of your view, see what God can do. This ain't no house of the